I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who in light, light them up, boys, there's your picture, drop the shadows out of sight. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Today is December the 20th. 2005, despite the fact that we're running announcements for December the 11th. My God, Eddie. <laughs> okay, I'm putting here. I don't know what it is lately. I think maybe, I think maybe the season's getting to all of us. It's the 20th and the winter solstice is upon us, right? <laughs> I want to go to the woods up until the 21st of December. Each day brought less light and more television. Now, we're going to go into reverse. Well, I mean, sort of, you know. Aha. Uh -huh. Each day there will be a few more moments of light. And then it will be spring. And then glorious summer. And the light of a whole year's joy will be visible to those who care to look. And the light of a whole life will die. Yes, for some, when love is done, pull yourself together, Jennifer. Don't get carried away. It is the season of change, and the gift of new life, and the promise of rebirth, and let's keep it pagan, keep it pagan, bring the pagan ecstasy of just being to the fore, yes, it my teacher used to say, being, not doing, is the first joy, that's the gift, existence, <laughs> you're breathing, right, to breathe is blessed, Earth, air, fire, water, the elements, ah, all the senses alive and aware, yes, aware. I don't believe in good and evil, but I do believe in awake and asleep. Yes, awake and asleep. Some folks are just somnambulant, sleepwalking in a trance, you know. And some are awake, they are aware. They know what it's all about. The sand, the leaves, the wind, the stones. They touch all things material and they feel all things spiritual. Spirit is made manifest in the flesh. I read it somewhere, I think, in the Bible, yes. The spirit is made manifest in flesh. I must get the Bible out. I think that's what I'll do over this holiday. Get the Bible out and... Read the Song of Solomon on KPFA. Yes, for me, the sacred is always the faces of the children. Even their screaming cheers me up at this time of year. I walk through the stores. I was looking for copies of Mary Poppins this week, and I couldn't find any, and I, I think it's out of print. Um, I meant to... Let's see, I'm going to talk about that Thursday morning, so I'll skip it. I just want to mention to you... If you have the current New Yorker for 19 December, there's a fantastic piece under Life and Letters called Becoming Mary Poppins. It's all about P.L. Travers, the woman who wrote the book. She's 
uh, gone now. She died in 1996. She was 96 years old. Anyway, uh, uh, it's about the travesty that Walt Disney made of uh, the book, you know, when he made that movie back in 64. And, of course, he did not capture the real witch. Uh, anyway, I uh, listened to the children screaming and demanding the electronic toys. And I thought, well, not much changes. <laughs> oh, dear, yes. I, I, I don't need pretty anymore. I don't need sweet children. Back in the day, as they say, I suffered if the holiday scene was not beautiful, you know. Now, it's beatific. Any way it plays, yes. Anything goes. Wise persons play it as it lays. I think it can be fun to do the bar humbug thing. Uh, if that's your style, I, I am a perfect misanthrope. Yes, misanthrope, misanthropic. <laughs> it's all part of the yin and the yang of things. Uh, things, things. Now, there is a word. I looked it up once. A thing. Well, it's an old Scandinavian word. I checked it out. And uh, some old Scandinavians, they went to this, uh, well, it was a sort of a swap meet, a kind of a get-together to sell and exchange and trade goods, you know, uh, meet girls, that kind of thing. A sort of a fair or a group gathering. And uh, it was called The Thing, yes. So let's all get dressed up and go to The Thing. <laughs> Whatever your thing is, whether it's... Kwanzaa or um, uh, Hanukkah or uh, uh, Christian Christmases, whatever. Anyway, that's stuff about the thing. That's all in books about 15th century Norway. Uh, my favorite book, uh, Kirsten Lavren's Daughter. I'm going to read that again soon. One of my favorite novels by uh, Sigrid Unset. Kirsten Lavren's daughter, three volumes, and she wrote another one, four volumes, The Master of Hestviken. Ah, yes, winter is the time to read these sagas. I digress. I always digress. Free association is my downfall. It's my fate. It will do me in. I try to stay focused, but I think it's too late for me. Besides, linear thought is the thought that leads to death. I'd rather meander off on some stray way. Uh, who's the person who invented all that beginning and middle and end stuff anyway? I learned it in school, but it gave me a headache. Life is almost entirely middle, you know. It's kind of a circle, Gertrude Stein used to say. Yes, circles, circles, at least three of them. <laughs> Trinity. Oh, Samuel Beckett once wrote, he wrote... Oh, when, when will you have done tormenting me with your time? Time, yes. Beginning, middle, and end. Time to get up. Time to get rich. Time to answer your critics. Ah, the hell with it. Personally, I think it's time to go for a walk. A walkabout. Go out and mill around, as Greta Garbo used to say. She said, yes, I just go out and mill around. Go see what's what. On the days when I truly feel free, free of time, that is, tasks, 
free of have to do this, that, or the other. Those days, I consult the I Ching. I want to get a hint about uh, the shape of things, the course of uh, existence. Yesterday, I threw the I Ching and I got that answer. You know the one that, that reads that um, says, you, you get a small basket of food and wine. It'll be handed to you through a hole in the rock or the bamboo, you know, on a little stick. <laughs> um, that's just about my portion at this time of year, right? A little, a little basket handed through a hole in the rock. Lately, if I'm in a hurry, that is, if I'm pressed for time, I skip the itching and just click on the TV and take my cue from the first words and images that appear. You know, it's kind of like reading the tea leaves this morning. I clicked on, oh, I don't know, some movie. It was the 1982 Star Trek film, Star Trek number two, The Wrath of Khan. That scene was prophetic. Christy Alley was a Vulcan, you know, the one with the little ears. She was a Vulcan cadet on the starship. Spock tells her to take the ship out of the dock and set sail. She's never done it before, yes. She's going to set sail on that voyage to the unknown. Captain Kirk trembles like a woman, pardon me, excuse me, trembles like a leaf at the prospect of a female launching his precious starship into space. Spock turns to him and says, does he want a tranquilizer? And Captain Kirk nervously shakes his head, no, 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 yes. Gosh, we loved all that in 1982. That was uh, liberating. <laughs> 23 years ago, yes. And 23 years later, reality has arrived. Uh, starships won't make it, girls. The starship boys are grandfather figures now, role models. <laughs> and Christy Alley is fighting the fat. Well, well. You see, you can find the Tao everywhere, even on TV. Someone once said to me, they said, Jennifer, the Tao. The Tao that is spoken is not true Tao. I said, no, no, it's not, unless you call it spoken Tao. My generation grew up entirely without TV. We really didn't have any. Um, it's the biggest generation gap in human history, probably. Anyway... The uh, battle over whether uh, television has been a boon to humanity or a narcotic is still going on. You know how that goes. Uh, I have to say that I think that's a both-and situation because, of course, the abuse of television is everywhere, you know. But then I see this uh, rural village getting its first hookup and... They get a look at uh, C-SPAN or uh, even some flash-for-cash trash and trauma show, uh, Bollywood song and dance. And my feeling is that they've got a right to check it out, find out for themselves what's what. You know, uh, even Walt Disney, uh, God knows... Uh, 
he destroyed the fantasy world, the beautiful fantasy world uh, that I grew up with, the Victorian fairy tales and all that. And there is this TV trance we suffer from here in the United States. Um, but I don't think it's much worse than the levels of ignorance that we have embraced in past eras. Uh, I was thinking of yes, the town crier in my favorite television show, HBO show, Rome. <laughs> yes, the guy who gets out there and tells everybody what's what, stands in the middle of the square. I guess that's what we're doing here at KPFA. Oh, it's hard to say. Um, maybe it is better just to go to the go to the village fountain or the well and listen to what the other people have to say. Um, word of mouth. So many people tell me um, they don't believe in TV. You know that business of um, oh, they act as if it were the devil's paintbrush. And I always say, well, it's not a religious faith, it's an appliance. Um, it has its uses. It's like any magazine rack or bookshelf. It offers a vast array of choices, more and more with time. Uh, Virginia Woolf once said that we needed all the bad books, you know, so the good ones might float. I'm not sure about all that, um... It's getting harder and harder to know uh, how to synthesize information. As I keep telling one of my friends, I, I read the New Yorker because I know it's edited. People who spend the entire day online, they, they have so much they have to filter out. I need to know that somebody, at least somebody, has done a little fact-checking before I spend hours perusing the material uh, and it does seem that the mass of men and the mass of women do aim at the lowest common denominator. You know how that is. Um, they turn on television and they immediately find either Fox News or some um, uh, some demeaning popular uh, entertainment. Uh, it's the sort of Sort of people who read pulp novels and porn, and then <laughs> then they say, you know, books are bad. I mean, uh, if you go for junky jokes or soap opera, well, you know, you'll find it. Uh, it was ever thus. However, yes, as I just said, this next week I can watch the greatest soap opera on uh, uh, HBO, Rome. Starts the 26th of December. Um, I keep telling people, you know what you can do. You can uh, uh, call your cable company and get HBO and then watch uh, Rome for a week. It's on every night, December 26th through the first of the year. All 12 episodes. And then you can cancel it. I think HBO is about $14 a month now. Uh, anyway, uh, it's my main luxury. I I have no car. I uh, I think the notion that we can have that kind of theater uh, available to us in the home makes it worth it for me. Um, I think it's different. It's a much different problem if you're raising children. Uh, most Americans don't go to the legitimate theater. 
That is, they don't see stage plays. And uh, this particular production is from the BBC, and it's 12 hours of the best theater you're likely to get in our age. Uh, there are, of course, the films we're seeing this holiday. Um, I made a list of those. I think I'll do them next week and try to deconstruct and gut them a little bit. Yes, <laughs> some of them are pretty god-awful, but uh, I find that the uh, the price is so high that more and more people wait. Um, it's, you know, uh, better to share the videos and the DVDs. I mean, folks, uh, add it up, you know. When four adults go to a movie and even park their car, well, that's 50 bucks right there. It only costs $5 to rent a movie, and uh, you can microwave $2 worth of popcorn and uh, have a real party. Home entertainment uh, doesn't have to be an isolating experience. You just plan a movie night with your friends. You can save all your money for organic food and for helping good causes like local theater groups and Unitarian projects and KPFA and strangers who need your help. If you have movie nights, you know, you can plan a symposium after the picture. Yes, a symposium, you know, that just means a, a group drinking together. That's what it originally meant, was a party, a symposia. If you know any religious fundamentalists, you might rent the apostle. I'm beginning to, I'm beginning to mail that to more and more people. Uh, the apostle is Robert Duvall's brilliant tour de force as an evangelical preacher. He is as crazy as they come. Uh, this picture is so good that it usually persuades people to, you know, to go along with him, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, I think probably he convinced himself when he did it. Uh, when he talks to God or talks to the Lord all night and the neighbors complain, his mother just laughs with delight. Uh, the mother in this picture is a revelation. Um, Billy Bob Thornton plays an unbeliever. Uh, this is a masterpiece picture. I remember reviewing it here years ago. and uh, It's the sort of movie that I love to set up uh, a symposium around and ask my friends what they think. Uh, it's a portrait of the delusional behavior of uh, fundamentalist thinkers. Uh, this guy is suffering from complete possession. It's a situation when the human psyche uh, can transmute or translate, uh, interpret its own deepest desires and passions and turn them into the passion of Christ. It's when God speaks through you or is you. It's a neat trick if you think about it. Yes, think about all those uh, prophets in the desert. Their deepest convictions come out. Uh, basically, what they're saying is God is moi, is me. God is my will and my mind. Such persons are consumed with convictions. Remember, Carl Jung used to point to what he called the anima or the animus, a part of the psyche that is imprinted on us from our parent, usually the parent of the opposite sex. And, of course, the result is 
what has been described as the triumph of the will. Such a person never has any doubts or second thoughts. There's no argument in their mind. They're just completely convinced. Um, no problem from Billy Graham to George W. Bush. You see, he has messianic males who talk to God. Uh, can get very dangerous when they rule nuclear nations. Um, it, it is, of course, uh, well, I classify it as one of the mental illnesses, but it's getting closer and closer. If you listen to uh, what our president has to say, uh, it, it's, um, is it, it's extremely limiting, and without people to uh, shake him up a bit, you know, God knows... Uh, what he uh, is capable of. In Rome, we see Julius Caesar uh, during his triumph, of course, and he's uh, he has behind him the guy who's whispering in his ear all the time, remember thou art only human, you know, remember thou art uh, a mere mortal. Uh, you're only a god for a day. They make that point in Rome. Uh, I remember a description of Osama bin Laden, another messianic male. Uh, one of his schoolmates, a young man who uh, was in a study group with Osama when they were teenagers, he said that Osama was willing to accept a teacher who gave a an instruction, a story, which asks the students... Uh, to kill their own father, yes. Uh, it was at this point that the schoolmate quit the group and moved on and said that he was too uncomfortable with this weird teaching. Uh, but Osama was willing to accept uh, the need to kill his own father if his religion demanded it. Uh, I remember thinking about that. There's a whole list of movies I came up with, uh, movies that tried to find the solution to um, uh, evil. In Visconti's film, The Damned, back in the 60s, it's about um, uh, the fascist, um, let's call it the fascist apocalypse that happened in the 40s in Europe. And in Visconti's movie, titled The Damned, the test for a Nazi, uh, this was during the years of Hitler's rise to power, was this man's capacity to rape and kill his own mother. That was the test. The central character practiced on little Jewish girls just to get the hang of it. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, dear, I'm sliding over the edge into dark thoughts. Yes, I promised myself to accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative, and don't mess with mystery in between. I brought poems today, one about hell and one about hell and love and some from William Blake about uh, yes um, yes proverbs from heaven and hell at this time of year we do seem to swing to either extreme but is the season to be jolly it is tiny Tim time turkey and stuffing yes as I said Kwanzaa Hanukkah whatever okay yes I'm just going to watch Rome. There's no place like Rome. I'm going to think about 
how things were in 52 B.C., 44 B.C., that's the period it covers, and how close it is to our own time. Back then, the Roman Republic was becoming the Roman Empire. Seems to fit, don't you think? I think it's exactly what's happening to us. All these honorable men pounding their chests, yes, like silverback gorillas. What a Senate. Remember, remember years and years ago, they called Poindexter an honorable man. I got such a kick out of that. Uh, in Rome, Mark Anthony's says of Brutus and his pals, you know, so are they all, all honorable men. Yes, as Niccolo Machiavelli once wrote, it is the job of the prince or politician to lose his soul in service to the state. Right. <laughs> yes. I'm going to get uh, the movie's primary colors and Bullworth for political spins over the holy days again. If you have not seen these two movies, I recommend them highly. Primary Colors is worthy of Frank Capra. It's got John Travolta and Emma Thompson as Bill and Hillary Clinton. Remember those folks? <laughs> they, they use Kathy Bates as an idealist whose heart they break. Yes, the last line in the movie after Bill and Hillary have won the election is now don't break our hearts. Um... Bullworth is Warren Beatty's effort to laugh at American politics. He plays a senator uh, who takes out an insurance policy. He, he uh, plans to be killed. He hires a hitman to sort of suicide, but he wants to leave his daughter some insurance. Then once he feels he's got nothing to lose, he's um, going to die anyway, he starts to tell the truth. And all hell breaks loose. Amiri Baraka is in uh, Bullworth. I just love the part he plays. I, I uh, used to do that myself, dress up as a homeless vagabond and wander around trying to talk to people. Uh, Baraka, uh, who was once Leroy Jones, plays a homeless prophet who tells Bullworth not to be a ghost. His mantra is, don't be a ghost, be a spirit. Says you've got to be a spirit, Bullworth, and the spirit will descend in song. Now that's the solution as we know. The solution to problems has to come from the grassroots up. It's no good getting new leaders, new um, new boss men. It has to come from the soul of the people, from a mass movement, a grassroots movement of people who are sick and tired of the way things are and who are just not going to take it anymore. Now, what they need is the music, uh, not the mass, skip the mass, yes. <laughs> you can even skip the myths. Let the music play. That's good enough. I think I'll go over to Grace Cathedral and maybe check out a few of the local churches and spend this year listening to music. I think maybe... That's the best choice for someone like me. Uh, now, I will be back on the air Thursday morning. I think I'm mostly talking about Mary Poppins, that wonderful witch, that feminist woman who knows that the only real job in life 
is taking care of the children. Uh, that's Thursday morning at 8.20. Till then, go easy. And if you can't go easy, just go stand under the mistletoe, and I will meet you there. This has been Jennifer Stone. Nice and tidy, it's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday, happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness. From the ones who walk in life. Luis Medina from Consabor. I want to invite you to an evening of special Christmas Eve programs on Saturday, December 24th. Esta Navidad. This is Avacha. Join me on La Noche Buena from 7 to 9 p.m. for Puerto Rican Christmas. You can hear the best música latina, aguinaldos, bombas, and plenas from the island to start off Las Navideñas. And following me at 9 p.m., this is Emiliano Echeverria. Join me for the annual Arsenio Rodriguez special paying tribute to the master of the tres and one of the pioneers of the music that we call salsa today. I will feature rare recordings and some of your favorite Arsenio selections from 9 till 11 p.m. Don't forget, it's a Puerto Rican Christmas at 7 p.m., followed by the Arsenio Rodriguez special at 9 p.m. on Christmas Eve, right here on listener-sponsored radio, KPFA 94.1 FM E. Felicidades! And your turn to KPFA, KPFB in Berkeley, KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. Please stay tuned for Free Speech Radio News coming up at 3 o'clock.